Hi, this is Craig Huey of Reality Alert Word. And boy, am I glad you joined us today. And I'm really uh, excited. Um, you notice that Shelly is not with me, but she'll be in with the next program. Our guest today is somebody very special. It's Ambassador Sam Brownback. And uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because I've written about uh, the conferences he was involved in, about his fight for re international religious liberty, and uh, the fact that uh, he is a he, he's a warrior uh, for religious freedom. And in fact, he started a new organization called the National Committee for Religious Freedom. Sam, welcome. Thanks, Greg. It's great to join you. I'm sorry Shelly isn't here. I know. Uh, but, she uh, really wanted to be. But, <laughs> I'm but glad you know to be what? able to visit with you. Yes. Well, thank you. So, you know, Shelly and I both were at the State Department back in, I believe it was 2000, was it 2020 and 19? Uh, 18 and 19. 18 and 19. Yeah. Where we were blown away by people of all faiths internationally coming to talk about religious freedom and, uh, and some powerful speakers um, outlining the discrimination and the persecution they were under. Tell me about religious persecution uh, worldwide. What, what, what's going on right you, now? The, the summit that we had there, the, these were ministerials that we did at State Department, is what the official term was for it. And the thing that I always kind of remember back to was the, the Conference of Hats. Yes. So you had all these <laughs> religious leaders with some with big hats yeah. and some with smaller hats, some yeah. with red hats, white hats. Yeah. And, but they were of all different types of faith and wow. all of them deeply concerned about the persecution of their flock, yeah, of their right. followers from yeah. various faiths and, and uh, <laughs> deeply concerned enough that they would travel across the world to be there to talk about it and let people know. And I remember talking with uh, Mike Pompeo's wife, yes. uh, Susan, about this one time. And she said, you know, it was like we flipped over a rock and you found all of these problems and that people just didn't even know about. Right. Uh, but they're there yes. and they've got hundreds of millions of Christians alone yes. that are persecuted. Yes. But it's all faith. So this is just a, it's a fundamental human right that has been trampled upon and that we haven't been or had effective voices to push back uh, against this. And but now we're starting to get some voice and some organization to it, and, and I'm hopeful we're going to see this human right flourish. And it's critical this one flourish because it's the cornerstone. You get this one right, you can build freedom of assembly and freedom of speech activities yes. and a lot of other right. things off of it. This one's crumbling on you. All these are going to be uh, deteriorating as well. Do you see the world getting better or worse in protecting religious liberty? you see a, a growing persecution uh, of Christians and people of faith. Yeah, the, the Pew surveys, which is kind of one everybody goes off of, would say it's getting worse. Um, and I'm afraid it is. But I'm also, Craig, I mean, maybe I'm just an eternal optimist, but I can see real signs of change happening in the Muslim world, mm -hmm. amongst Muslim leaders. Wow. Uh, I see more and more in the foreign policy community that people are saying, you know, this is a key issue if we're going to prevent genocides in right. the future because genocides usually happen to religious minorities. Yes. And you can start with the, you know, the granddaddy of the Holocaust in yes. World War II, but you can also take it today uh, to the Rohingya uh, right. uh, out of Burma, which yeah. are Muslims oh, yeah. in a Buddhist country. Yes. Or you can take the Uyghur situation yeah. at, um, 
is a Muslim community in face of an atheistic China yes. uh, government. And yes. But it just normally happens to a religious minority. Right. And so the foreign policy community is stepping up more and saying, okay, we've got to stand up for this right or we're going to see more of the persecution. Right. We're going to see more genocides. And you're going to see the clash of civilizations. Yeah. Which is something yeah. we really, really yeah. don't want to see. Yeah. But Africa, right, kind of in that middle belt of it, you're starting to see the lineup of radical, militant Islamic groups attacking Christians. And it's going to be a bloodbath wow. if we don't get on top of that. So some people may have heard of uh, uh, the Christians being persecuted in Nigeria or the Kurwans in Burma. Uh, the persecution of Christians by uh, radical nationalist Hindus in India, and of course what's going on in communist China. Um, can any of that be impacted, that persecution change? Well, I think so, absolutely. Particularly, you know, a country like Nigeria that is a, a functioning democracy, kind of weak uh, in a lot of ways, but a functioning democracy. Mm -hmm. In the next election cycle in Nigeria, you can really press it uh, to be a major campaign issue wow. and saying, you know, look, we've got to stand up for this and we've got to right. fight for these rights. Right. If I fight for them in love, but stand up and be firm and courageous about it. So right. I, I think you can. And you see some places changing. Uzbekistan moving away from a police state uh, type orienta orientation to a more open society. Yeah. You're seeing a number, as I mentioned earlier, Muslim leaders start to say, you know, we, we are not going to be able to grow this nation if we demand that everybody is a Sunni Muslim. Wow. You, you're going to have to bring in wow. and allow in Christians and Jews, and they're going to have to be able to practice right. their faith freely. Right. So you, you're just you're really seeing signs of it happening. But at the same time, then, I look at, like, what's happening in communist China and mm -hmm. the, and the, the high-tech ways of oh persecution people that— Yes. And, and I'm writing a book on this right now to talk about this is the future of oppression— it's cameras and wow. artificial intelligence systems and wow. social credit scores and, and digitized currencies. Well, it is because, but but we well we ought to look at it and say, okay, we're not going to let that happen yeah. to us. Yeah. And we don't want that system to spread. Right. And we ought to tell the rest of the world, and most of the world is faith oriented, yes. that you don't want China leading the world because right. this is the way they want to lead it. Wow. And it's yes. going to affect you directly, and it's going to affect yeah. your family and, and the character formation in your right. own family. Right. Oh, wow. So, Sam, tell me a little bit about the transition in this last year. So we had you and uh, Mike Pompeo being champions for religious freedom. What is now happening uh, with the new Biden administration? What's happened in the last year? You know, they've they've been supportive okay of religious freedom but they look at religious freedom as one of many human rights okay uh, I certainly and, and secretary Pompeo looked at it as a cornerstone or right. foundational human right that you build the others upon uh, so they they've been you know okay with it but not pressing it right. um, you know we looked at it as a foundational foreign policy issue right. if you're going to prevent the clash of civilizations you're going to prevent genocide. You're going to stop the communist Chinese from their expansion. Part of it is confronting them 
on religious freedom right. uh, and pressing that forward. The new administration would say, well, it's probably significant, but it's not uh, something that we're going to press as a major uh, issue. So it's, it's one of those things, you, it, okay, we made a lot of ground under the Trump years. Uh, they haven't set it all back, mm -hmm. but they're not pressing it on forward as you, as you saw us do. Yes. So your next steps. It's the National Committee for Religious Freedom. Tell me about the vision of that. The, the vision of it is that this is a group of all faiths in the United States fighting to educate and in the political environment to stand up for the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. Remember, you know, we founded this country on yes. religious freedom. Right. And there were two principles of it, two yes. pieces of it. Number one is there would not be a Church of America. Right. Won't have any official church. Yes. And number two, there will be no limitation on your free exercise of your faith. That's correct. So if you want to be a Catholic, you want to be a Baptist, you want to be a Jew, you want to be this, you want to be that, it's all fair. Yeah. That's all fine. And we will protect your right yes. to freely exercise. As long as you're peaceful enough, you go to blowing up buildings, we're going to arrest <laughs> you for that. But otherwise, you're peaceful about it, you can fact, well, that's all being crowded in on. Right. Now, and that's the issue. And it's not just America. When it happens here, then it creates a license across the world to do it. Because right. this is the bellwether. So you see America as being the example. Absolutely. And if it starts getting crowded in here, now you've got this Finnish parliamentarian that's being charged oh, with yeah. criminal charges for posting Bible verses. Right. And you're just going, oh, no, not in a Western democracy, but that's the cultural pushing in. And, and it's like if you want to have a traditional set of moral values, uh, you can't do that or you can't pass that on to your right. children. Well, that's part of the free exercise yeah. of your faith. And it's not that you're saying somebody else is bad. It's just saying for my moral code, for my family right. and me, this is how we're going to live. Right. We're going to live by biblical values. Yes. And... And the centerpiece of those is love. If I need to remind people, uh, that's the centerpiece uh, of it. So we always live by love, even if we are difficult in expressing it. But right. still, there's all uh, there's other sets of values uh, within it, and we're going to live by that. And, and the government cannot force us not to because we have that free exercise clause. And that's what we're going to stand up for in this National Committee for Religious Freedom is your ability to peacefully practice your faith however it might be. And we've got Christians and Muslims and Jews and Hindus involved in this effort because everybody's concerned about their right, right. to practice their faith and pass on their faith traditions to their right. family. So I love the vision. I'm hoping that uh, people are going to want to participate and work with you on it. But I'm sure there's some who hear what you're doing and they're thinking, well, I want to help the Christians. Do I want to help these other religions? So obviously, um, that, 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 that may not be articulated, but that might be in back of some people's minds. Can you address that? Yeah, and happy to because I, I, I'm a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And I, that's, that's how I load my right. vision and, and soul. But the right to religious freedom doesn't hold together if I just defend it for Christians. Right. I, it, I have to equally stand up for Jews. Yeah. 
they yeah. have a right to freely express yeah. their faith. And you know what? I'm I'm glad to live in a country that does protect yeah. other people that that don't believe as I do, but right. they have a right to freely live and yeah. express that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and plus, I think you know, if you give you give Jesus a free shot in the marketplace, right. he's going to do just fine. A hundred percent. He's not going to yeah. <laughs> not going to have any trouble here. Yeah. yeah. But you but you need to be out there and protecting it for everybody or the right itself doesn't hold together and it can't hold together unless it protects everyone it protects Who's everybody going to, somebody's going to be uh, making a decision who it protects and who it doesn't right protect if it doesn't protect everyone. and that's the point you know if you say yeah okay you know what uh i'm i'm good with you on most of this but i you know i don't know if uh, why why are we fighting for the muslims well, because they have that right, too. They right. have an inherent right in their soul yes. to pursue God as they see fit. Yep. I may not agree with it, right. but they have that right. right. And, that's, and that's the beauty of how we've held this most diverse nation on the face yes. of the earth together. Right. Is this idea that you can believe what you want to do as long right. as you peacefully do it. That's right. And it's also a way we've released untold billions of dollars worth of spiritual capital in yes. this country. So you got all these homeless shelters in America, almost all of them run by faith-based groups, right. and it's people living their hearts out. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got a homeless shelters in certain places are saying, well, if you will not house a same-sex couple together in the same room, right. then we're going to pull your license off. And you're going, yeah. look, we'll get you to another homeless shelter. Yeah. But our faith does not right. agree with that. Right. Uh, and... We're, are you going to start shutting off all of the spiritual capital, these yeah. adoption agencies, yeah. other things, because they have a traditional moral view? Right. You know, I, I that we don't. That's not the way we operate as in a country, and you know, we should accommodate people, yeah. and and not say anybody is. You know, we're going to favor you or favor right. them. Just say you have the right to freely express and free exercise of your faith. hundred percent. And to do it in the public square yeah. and to do it in the commercial square too. Yeah. That's the brilliance of the Constitution, the brilliance of the First Amendment, that it's protecting all. Yes. So w whether Christians are a minority or a majority, we're protected. It gives a level playing field for everyone. And like you say, we are light. We have truth. But it can be in the open marketplace of ideas yes. for us to present it. You know, my, my parents are elderly and they've got a German Baptist uh, father and daughter that help them out a bunch. This small farming community from near where I'm from. And they, and they practice the faith differently than I would do yeah. it. Uh, and I just think it's beautiful yeah. that they're there and they yeah. are they're doing that and, and what, what they do. Right. And I want to have a nation where they right. can freely practice that faith and the yeah. government doesn't use its heavy hand and, and authority yeah. to say, no, you cannot, yeah. you must do this. Yeah. I No, I don't want that. I want them to have the free exit. I have a number of Orthodox Jewish friends. I may not agree with their interpretation uh, of some things, but I am delighted I live in a country where that they can freely express that and they can go around with a yarmulke uh, and practice their faith openly yes uh, and boldly and i right. want them in the public square that's awesome that's awesome so to find out more about what you're doing with the national committee for religious freedom to find out how people can get involved and support your effort 
to really establish and, and promote religious freedom in America and then ultimately throughout the world. How can they do that? They, they can go on our website. Yes. Uh, it's thencrf.org. Okay. Thencrf.org, the National Committee for Religious Freedom. They can look at that, see the people that engaged uh, with it, and then um, sign up and say, look, I want to join this cause because yeah. we want to build this in 50 states. Right. And most of the action will be at the state and local level. It will be at the state level and the national level. Yeah, we'll so have both. a national. We've got a national entity, yes. but most of it's going to be us affiliating with Georgians for religious freedom and Arizonans for religious freedom got and it. Ohioans for religious freedom. Them out there saying, you know, we've got particular issues that are coming up in Ohio. Right. And we want to fight and engage those here, and and it's so it's give, really give me a give me two or three examples of the issues that you'll be looking at. Yeah, we've we've talked a little bit about some of them, but yeah. particularly in the education and the yes. healthcare space, yes. there are going to be uh, places where parents. Well, you're seeing now a lot of number of colleges not allow Christian organizations to register on college campuses. Horrible. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, I would hope groups uh, like this in the state, like Kansans for Religious Freedom, yeah. would push back on our state universities and say, you must let them. Right. And propose bills in the state legislature that allow that and yeah. back candidates that would vote for this bill. Yes. In the healthcare space, you're, you're seeing people being pushed uh, to, I've got to prescribe an ab abortion drug yeah. to somebody, and I don't, I don't believe in abortion. Right. I can find you another pharmacist yep. uh, that will get that for you, but I cannot do yeah. that. And to push back on the state pharmacy boards and others to say, no, you've got to allow uh, people to be able to hold these deeply held convictions right. Right. and to back candidates that would push for that and to oppose candidates that yeah. wouldn't. Those would be, you know, two issues that come. But unfortunately, Craig, there's a thousand. Yeah out there and they just keep right. coming in like i said it's a kind of a crowding yeah you can still go to your church in the united states you can hold your values but you start posting on the website a bible verse that's of a traditional moral value right and then you start getting excluded yep or well, wait right. a minute wait a minute this is me being in the public space and yeah. you may not agree with it i may not fully yeah. agree with some of the what people post but they have a right right to do that yeah. and and it's also you know We've had a great tradition in this country of having a very noisy public square. Lots of different ideas right. uh, that people agree, don't agree with. I agree with a third of it. I don't agree with the 6% of this yeah. or whatever the case might be. We want to keep that. And you don't yeah. want this sort of cancel culture or this, if you don't agree with us, you are gone. Right. No, that's not how you improve a society. You have this robust discussion of people putting forward their ideas in the public square, and eventually the country kind of moves yes. one way or the other. And, yeah. and that's how you, you manage and work with an open society, a vibrant one like this. Yeah. I'm excited about what you're doing. I think mm, it can thanks. have a huge impact, and I think that our listeners are going to want to get involved. I know Shelly and I, we're going to go to the website. We're going to sign up. Thank you. Um, and I'm encouraging everybody to do so. So, um, Sam, once again, can you give the website and, uh, and how they can Yeah, it's the NCRF, the National Committee for Religious Freedom.org. 
and go in there and, and sign up to get engaged with this and particularly to be willing to be engaged in your home state because yes. that's really where the action is yes. going to be. How awesome. So, Sam, thank you for all you're doing. Uh, I encourage everybody to pray for Sam and his efforts. Yeah. And um, everybody, we again, thank you for listening in. Thank you for wanting to be helping mobilize our, our culture and our politics. We really love uh, all the comments you have. Feel free to contact us if you've got a question. And next time, Shelly will be with me. All right. Thanks, everyone.